all well. It's good to be here this morning. Um, yeah, it's good to be here. Let's, um, we're going to pray and um, just going to ask the Lord just to speak to us this morning, strengthen us, be with us, and just help us just to connect with the word um, that I have to bring this morning. Um, yeah, so let's, let's pray. Father, I just want to thank you. I want to praise you. I want to worship you. I want to thank you, Father, for all that you are doing in our lives. And Father, as we share this word together, Father, I pray it will come from your heart. And Lord, that you will use me as a mouthpiece. That Father, in the name of Jesus, as I share this word, that Father, you, O oh God, Will pierce the hearts of those who hear it. Lord, you will transform the hearts of those who hear it in the name of Jesus. And Father, I just pray right now that you, O oh God, will be will be our strength. Lord, that you will help us, Lord, just move according to your will. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Okay, well, I hope you're all doing well. Um, I hope you're feeling blessed. Um, I just want to, um, to continue on the series that I um, started last time I was teaching. Um, which is a faith continuum. Um, I really thank the Lord because he's, he's really helping me and, and showing me just how to reach out in faith, how to walk in faith. And, you know, the whole aspect of faith being a continuum is about that progressive stepping towards change, um, move, moving from one state to another. And I want to just um, encourage you um, wherever you are whatever phase or whatever stage you are in terms of your walk with Christ to um, just open your heart hear what God is bringing today um, and and move to action in some context okay um, yeah I, I'm not gonna go over too much but I just want to briefly recap um, on um, what we talked about last week and um, last time I shared and um, I want to start with just the scripture that, um, that I brought so the kind of main aspect of the scripture was Proverbs 3 verse 1 to 8 um, I'm reading it in the New Living Translation just because I like the way it's shared in that context okay so it says this my child never forget the things I have taught you Store my commands in your heart. If you do this, you will live many years and your life will be satisfying. Never let loyalty and kindness leave you. Tie them around your neck as a reminder. Write them deep within your heart. Then you will find favor with both God and people and you will, learn, you will earn a good reputation. 
trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. Don't be impressed with your own wisdom. Instead, fear the Lord and turn away from evil. Then you will have healing for your body and strength for your bones. Um, it's this scripture, although I was quite, I was quite baffed in the context of, you know, when, when, when you're talking about faith, usually we go to the scriptures which define faith. Usually we go to the scriptures which, you know, really emphasize the word faith. But this scripture really jumped out to me and I really believe the Holy Spirit just embedded it in my heart to share um, in the context of how faith should be and can be a continuum. How faith moves an individual if they walk in the light, if they walk in, in, in the way of the Lord. And, you know, the aspects of faith and, and the, the issue of faith is that you have to be born again. You have to be in a relationship with Christ. You have to be part of this walk in order to experience the continuum of faith. And this is what I hope to um, really share on today um, after the um, kind of recap what we went over last time. And I don't want to spend a lot of time in terms of the recap. Um, but we talked about the definition of a continuum, what a continuum is. Um, so a continuum is a, continu a continuum is a continuous sequence in which adjacent elements are not um, and this is the word. You know what? I practiced this. <laughs> I practiced this yesterday, right? And I still couldn't say it. Perceptible. Hallelujah. You see the Holy Spirit there. Perceptible. I prayed yesterday in faith that I'll be able to say it. Um, the elements are perceptibly different from each other. But the extremes are quite distinct. So what, did that, what does that mean? Okay. So like breaking it down, that means that continuum is can be from minute changes in an individual's life so how i want to apply it to faith is that as we grow in our faith as we move in our faith as we walk in our faith every little aspect where we push where we ask god to to strengthen our faith might seem little but the end result is very distinct from the beginning that where we start is different from where we began. When we begin to be transformed, we move in transformation. God wants us to move in transformation. He wants us to move in a changed life. We are reborn. And when we are reborn, we move from one state of being to another. Now that can happen over a series of time. And the easiest way to think of a continuum, if you can't get it, is to think about time. Every minute second or every minute, um, every five minutes on the clock might not seem like a long time. It might, every second certainly doesn't seem like a long time. You know, the amount of time that has passed since I've said the word word might be insignificant. However, by the time, if I continue to say that word or by the time you know it, 
the time has moved. You've moved from one hour to the next hour. If you're thinking about seconds, you move from one second to the next, which make minutes. Minutes make um, kind of um, hours, okay? So the continuum in terms of our faith is that minute changes in our ideas, minute changes in our aspects of faith will cause us to move into a very um, distinctive change, an, an extreme change, an extreme move in terms of the kingdom okay faith so the dictionary definition of faith is complete trust or confidence in someone or something now we know as christians we don't take this aspect of trust or confidence in someone or something lightly we are very clear we are very sure that our faith is in the lord our faith is in the is in is embedded in the in the death and resurrection of christ and in the move, and I'll be going into that a little bit later. It also says in the second part of the definition dictionary, strong belief, in, uh, faith is a strong belief in doctrines of a religion based on spiritual conviction rather than proof. As Christians, our faith is, is, is not embedded in doctrines or in religion because we aren't, as much as we are, seen by the world as religious people we are not religious people we are people of relationship we are people who believe in jesus christ we believe in the word that god gives us and we move in the doctrines that our faith does not come in those doctrines it comes in jesus christ those words the word that he has given us with his life helps us through the holy spirit to move into the aspects of continuum and change because he has exampled this for us in his life. So when we look at the Bible, the biblical definition, we go to Hebrews 11 and in the um, New King James Version, it says this, now faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. For it, or by it, the elders obtained a good testimony. And then verse 6 goes on to say, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. I'll just read that again. Without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is the rewarder those who diligently seek him so in my last um um preach we looked at the mustard seed as a um as as christ referred to it in what in 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 quite a few parables actually um regarding faith um and it it's in matthew 12 um matthew 17 verse 20 um, why don't we just turn to that quickly, just to remind us. That's Matthew chapter 17, verse 20. Bear with me just as I turn to it. Here we go. And it says this. He told them, because you have so little faith, 
I can guarantee this truth. If your faith is the size of a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. Now, one of the things we um, I referred to concerning our aspects of faith when Jesus referred to the mustard seed was not about the size of the mustard seed. And sometimes we get very caught up um, in that whole essence that, you know, a mustard seed being a very small um, <coughs> thing um, um, leads that actually if we only have a little bit of faith, then we can move a mountain. And I alluded to the fact that I felt and I believe that faith is not about size. Because when we come to Christ, we all get that measure of faith. And I'll look at that in a moment. And so, therefore, the size of the seed was only significant for the aspect of the parable being told. So Jesus was saying, look, this seed is so tiny. And I remember saying that the, that the mustard seed is probably the smallest seed. The mustard tree seed is probably the smallest seed in the context of, of horticulture and, 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 and gardening. So tiny that it can be just blown away um, by the wind. And um, in fact, I've got, um, let me just fast forward. I think it would be a good time just to share link i'm just going to share this link video link i'm hoping it works okay so just um bear with me this gives us an idea i want you to get an idea of what a mustard seed looks like um and and how it, it grows okay so um i found this on the web okay let's hope that it works Okay, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. Can everybody see that? If can someone could see the screen. You can see that. Can you see this, um, the YouTube video? No. Okay, let me, what I'm going to do is just come out of my, um, come out and then share that. So bear with me, okay? Um, the beauty of technology. Okay, there we go. Oh, I've lost it all. Oh, okay, there's a stop there. Lovely. Okay, so what I am going to do. There we go. All right. Hope you can all see. Yeah, we can see it now. Lovely. Okay. There we go.
Brilliant. So I hope that gives you an idea. Um, I, when I was going through quite a few of the um, quite a few of the the videos, one of the videos just showed um, that with with a single breath, okay, as you hold the seeds in your hand, as you saw. From one little pod came all those seeds. One little pod came all those seeds, and you could just blow them. They're so light, they're so fragile, they're so delicate. Now, for me, when we talk about faith, faith can be like that. It can be so delicate, it can be so light, it can be quite simple, it can be quite complex in its in its um in its understanding and its kind of makeup. In that aspect comes the potential for the tree, a tree which in the end from that small seed, bird, only one needs to germinate, only one needs to grow and it, the potential for it to bring life is, 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 is phenomenal, is, is, is great. And we have to apply that to our lives. That tree is significant because that you don't get one pod per tree on that tree brings many pods therefore the aspect of faith therefore the aspect of of life continues now just going back to the recap i said that um the whole essence of faith is this that faith is not a number it's not a size it's not an idea you know, we don't kind of think, okay, yeah, I, I have faith in that. You know, let's see how it goes. Um, it's not an ideal. And when we look at ideals, when we think about ideals, we think about things that uh, we say, but don't actually, we're not actually sure will come into reality, okay? Faith is not an ideal. It's not a figment of our imagination or a desirable state of mind, okay? We don't say, oh yeah, I've got faith in that, but secretly think, well, that's never gonna happen, is it? You know, we don't do it to stroke people's egos. Faith is a real thing. When we have faith in Christ, when we have faith in God, it's about having a real aspect of our life. Faith is a continual journey. It's a continual journey. We, when, we, when we take a step of faith, it is one step towards change. It's one aspect of the continuum. Now that continuum might be a small step. It might be a, a large step. It might be a, a giant leap. Moving from one state of being to another. For some people, being able to stop smoking when they become a Christian might be a massive leap of faith. For them because of the length of time that they've been in that aspect of addiction 
for some people just believing for healing. All these things might be major, but they're part of a continuum because we're made up in our walk with Christ of so much more than just one aspect of our life journey. Our marriages, our, our growth in our, in our children, our finances, our, our, our jobs, our work, how we work, who we work with, walking out in faith concerning our businesses, concerning our ventures, concerning our hobbies, moving out in faith in, in believing for change, whatever that might be. It's part of that continuum. It's part of that state of being from moving from one trans one person, one person to a new transformed person, from one state of glory to another state of glory. Faith is a development of ourselves. It's deliberate. It's not by accident. You don't, and, and this is the whole thing about it not being ideal. It's not kind of hoping for the best. It's not knocking wood. Faith is much more than that. I believe faith is a constant and is a constant enablement of spiritual movement and actions manifest often in the natural through the Holy Spirit. Because of what we believe, the supernatural comes into being. Because of us making a decision, God's word comes to life. That aspect of the breath of life becomes real and manifest in us. We realize the potential of what God has placed in us. How do we see this and how do we test or realize this aspect? By putting faith to action. We realize by doing things that God has commanded us to do. God commands us to move in faith. I just want to continue. I just want to share the screen again. Okay. Okay, my machine's not working. Okay. So what I need to do is okay, I'm not gonna share the screen because it's not working for me. Okay, so let's move on quickly. I don't wanna dwell here. So one of the things I believe, um, I believe that the mustard seed parable talks about the potential of faith, as I've said. The potential of this tiny seed to become something that can sustain and be a home for something else in terms of the birds. So the birds can nest, that that, that seed grows so much that the birds can nest in it. You wouldn't think it by looking at it, but it can be blown away by the wind, as I said earlier. So, Faith does not come in various, varying amounts. I've said this before. Um, it is the measure or a measure that is in the context of either you have faith um, or, either you, um, or you don't, or either you believe 
all you do. And this is what I want us to talk. I want to, what I want to share and believe that God is sharing with us today. Um, that aspect that faith is not given to non-believers. Faith is a is a concept that is only held by believers. Now I know when I when I was thinking about this today, and um, when I was looking at this, um, I was like, oh, okay. Um, but people believe, people hope, um, and and people um, people believe in God. So do they have faith if they just believe? And this is. Um, it brings me to the aspect of where I left off from from last week, um, last session that we had, and thinking about the four pillars um, to faith, the four fundamentals to faith. Okay, so faith is not given to non-believers. Uh, if we can turn to Second Thessalonians chapter three, verse two, and I'll read that. Second Thessalonians chapter two, chapter three, verse two. The scripture says this. The Lord is faithful and will strengthen you and protect you against the evil one. The Lord gives us confidence that you are doing and will continue to do what we ordered you to do. May the Lord direct your lives as you show God's love in Christ's endurance. Sorry, let me just read that again. Also, I'm going to read from verse one, okay? Many brothers and sisters pray that we spread the Lord's word rapidly and that it will be honored the way it is it was among you verse 2 and this is the, the the bit also pray that we may be rescued from the worthless and evil people since not everyone shares our faith so what that scripture means is that so it refers to the evil one so in that aspect it, it refers to non-believers and that non-believers do not share our faith therefore they cannot walk in faith because they are not born of the spirit, okay? Let's move. So, last session, uh, and, and this is the, the, the crux of what I want to share. Um, I talked about the, the four pillars um, to faith um, right at the end of, of, of my preach, and, and they're this, repentance from sin, accepting Jesus as Lord, being baptized in water and filled with the Holy Spirit and being filled with the Holy Spirit. In order to have faith and in order to be in faith, we need to believe and come into faith. It's not something that will magically happen. It's not something that just drops out of the air. Um, you have to do something in order. You have to qualify in order to, to receive or walk in the type of faith we are talking about in terms and in context of the kingdom. It is important to understand the seriousness of salvation because salvation leads to true elements and aspects of faith. 
salvation is the invitation to walk in a manner and transition of this continuum that I keep going on about in terms of faith. We can't be in a, in a continuum of faith if we do not believe and come to faith. And as I said, repentance from sin, accepting Jesus as Lord, being baptized in water and being filled with the Holy Spirit are the requirements of faith and being born again. Now, these elements, although very separate and although um, very meaningful in their own rights, definitely are are they definitely are um how can i say they're definitely important they're definitely essential on each one on their own cannot save they all have to be done they all have to be completed you have to have gone through each and every stage in order to see and walk in the potential and grace of the kingdom. Now, the aspect of that continuum is not denoted by time. Some people repent from sin, but don't get baptized for quite a while. Some people accept the Lord Jesus Christ um, and believe in him, and then it takes a, a little while for them to come to a place of full repentance. There's places in the scripture um, where um, I think it was the Ethiopian, where it doesn't even say that he necessarily repented from sin in it. I think it was assumed, but it talked about how he was baptized after hearing the word and believing. And being filled with the Holy Spirit, in one context, I believe it happens at the point of, of true repentance. But that's a continued journey. Because as we continue to grow in our faith and as we continue to walk in our faith, the aspect of the Holy Spirit and understanding the Holy Spirit grows. The giftings which we're going to be taught about in terms of um, um, refresh over the next um, couple of weeks talks about the gifts of faith, which is first of, is, is generally the first gift. Faith is a gift once you come into faith, once you become a Christian, once you seek and meet these requirements, the gift of faith comes. And as you grow in the Holy Spirit, as you walk in faith and as you believe, other gifts that lie in you, that have been given to you, grow. And this is, this is the whole essence of the potential of mustard seed, is that everything inside that tiny mustard seed is there, the potential for that seed to grow into a mustard tree potential for that seed to germinate and have a continuum in terms of growth is already in you. Aspects of faith lie dormant in you. They need to just be activated. And this is the first process in terms of activation. Sometimes when I'm playing games with Aaron and um, on the computer or I'm, I'm playing by myself, recently I've been playing a lot by myself, all of duty. <clears throat> um, there are things that if I don't complete, I can't move on to the next level. And it's a little bit like that. These four pillars 
need full activation in order for you to unlock full potential of your walk in Christ. So let's go through them. So repentance of sin. If we look at um, Acts chapter 3, verse 19, it refers to this. Acts chapter 3, verse 19. And it says this. So change the way you think and act and turn to God to have your sins removed. Repentance is key. Repentance from sin allows us to to really help God to see that we are sorry what we have done. It unlocks for us the aspects of of guilt and shame of our past. A a continuum is, is a movement forward. It never looks back. And in order for us to move in terms of the kingdom of God, we always have to look forward, not looking back. There's a, there's a song, um, I'm not going back, I'm moving ahead. It's so true. And, and this is that whole essence of repentance. Repentance is that, that once we say sorry, once we acknowledge that sin, the scripture says that God removes those sins as far as the east is from the west we have to move out of a place of guilt and sometimes we can be our own worst enemy we can be our own worst enemy we can keep ourselves back by continually seeing the inadequacies but god doesn't see that once we once we repent it unlocks something it unlocks a key it unlocks the potential for us to move forward in this continuum. I want to read Luke chapter 5 verse 12 as well. Just emphasizing again that whole essence of the importance of repentance. Luke chapter 5 verse 12 and it says this. One day Jesus was in the city where there was a man covered with a serious skin disease. When the man saw Jesus, he bowed his head and he um, bowed his face to the ground. He begged Jesus, sir, if you want to, you can make me clean. Jesus reached out and said, "I I want to, so be clean. Immediately his skin went away. This is not the scripture that I wanted. I don't know why that's there. Luke chapter 5. Bear with me. just want to make sure I get the right scripture. Okay. Let's go. Let's go to Luke chapter 13.
No, I can guarantee that they weren't. But if you do not turn to God and change the way you think and act, then you too will all die. Repentance is important because if we don't repent, we can't move in terms of the kingdom of God. Repentance is the key, is the, it unlocks the key to life through Jesus Christ. I want us to move on to accepting Jesus as Lord. Now, accepting Jesus as Lord in terms of a concept is, is about believing. It's that essence of belief that Jesus died and he rose again. It's that essence of understanding that through Jesus, salvation came. It's understanding the process that God put in place to, to reconcile man back to himself. Sometimes I think, is believing in Jesus enough? When we look at all the different aspects in terms of, of religion, the different faiths, and the different denominations, is it enough just to believe in Jesus? Now, I know for many of us, we, um, how do I put it? We, when we fill in in a form or when they're asking, we tick, we are Christians, we tick. You know, I know many of my friends who, who are not born again, but place themselves in a place where they, they are Christian because we live in a Christian country, because um, we have Christian ideals and values that we're brought up in. In terms of the faith continuum, it's not enough. Accepting Jesus as Lord and Savior as part of repentance of sin is a key factor. It's the second aspect. It's the second part in the context of um, unlocking our faith potential, our potential to move, our potential to move through the continuum. Let's turn to Romans chapter 10, verse 9 and 10, and it says this. If you declare that Jesus is Lord and believe that God brought him back to life, you will be saved. By believing, you receive God's approval. And by declaring your faith, you are saved. Accepting Jesus as Lord and Savior and believing in faith that he is God forms part of the faith journey. It's an activation of the gifting of faith, which we will continue to go through in terms of um, refresh. Being baptized by water, we mustn't underestimate the importance of water baptism. Why Jesus was baptized by water? He is our greatest example. He is the person that we look to and strive to, be become, to become. Water baptism is about purification. But also, it, it, it again signifies and symbolizes the death resurrection of Jesus Christ. The whole essence of the gospel of Jesus, that we were once sinners and we are acknowledging and we are dying to our old life and rising again with him to new life. And as we do that and as we make public declaration, it again unlocks the key 
it again unlocks an aspect of life which um, allows the continuum of faith to continue in our life. And then, and, and kind of one of the last aspects of that is the whole essence of being filled with the Holy Spirit. Being filled with the Holy Spirit comes um, when you come to faith. When we are not in faith, when we are, are walking in our humanity, God, the Bible says that Jesus is knocking at the door of our hearts, wanting to come in. The Holy Spirit wants to live and move in us. And the essence of the Holy Spirit um, and us accepting these three, repentance, acceptance, and being baptized, allows the Holy Spirit to live in us, to clean us out, to get us prepared, to get us ready to move in the context of faith, to move in the context of of. The, um, of 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 God. Without the Holy Spirit, it will be hard, near I impossible, to walk this aspect of faith. He unlocks the keys to the Word of God. He unlocks and helps us to understand. He helps us and directs us in the context of the Kingdom of God. How we should move in terms of our faith. How we should move in terms of walking. Um, and, and applying for jobs, how to pray, how to build, how to exercise our faith. The Holy Spirit is paramount to us in terms of this continuum of faith because he helps us to realize that potential. Acts chapter 2 verse 38 says this, Peter replied, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Each aspect is significant and imperative. Each pillar is imperative. On their own, they cannot bring you to a place of salvation. You have to walk in each aspect, unlocking aspects of faith in your life now like i said before you may have you may have repented and accepted jesus as lord and savior but you haven't been baptized yet my essence of that is this is that you have started that journey you have started that journey that continuum of faith a gift of faith has already been activated but you have to be in it to win it you need to start and you need to walk in these pillars. Continuum of faith, once complete in these aspects, pulls us into a place and accelerates our journey internal in terms of God. Now time has gone and I just want to quickly um, share, I did say I'll speak about this over uh, a few times so there are the next time i speak so i've talked about believing and coming to faith the last two aspects i want to talk about is how do we develop and nurture our faith and how do we realize the potential and walk in faith in terms of god i pray that this has blessed you and i just want to pray 
with you at this time. Um, I really believe that in order for us to move forward, we have to come to a place of full repentance, knowing who Jesus is, being baptized and filled with the Holy Spirit. And if you haven't at this time, it doesn't mean that you, you it, all it means is that you need to unlock the potential. And remember what I said, if you're walking, if you believe in Jesus, but you haven't repented, you need to do so. You need to do so. If you haven't been baptized, seek to be baptized. These are important parts of your journey of faith and unlocking further potential. Remember, a continuum is a continued journey moving forward. And at the end of that journey, the completion of that journey, something significant comes. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that those who do not know you, Father, will come to a place of knowing you, that your word will speak to them, that your word will strengthen them, that your word will unlock in them something significant and something key. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus for those of us who are struggling concerning our faith and struggling concerning aspects of our faith. May you strengthen and may you build. Be with us and bless us in Jesus' name. Amen.